This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. everybody and welcome to another episode of the badlands podcast the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds i am mags and i have just finished watching ufc 272 headlined by the the blood feud between uh, jorge masvidal and colby corrington but before we get to that let's uh, quickly run through these uh early prelims and prelims so we started the the card with Dustin Jacobi getting the decision against uh, Mikhail Alexichuk in the light heavyweight division. Then we uh, went down to the lightweight division where uh, Ludovic Klan got the decision against Devontae Smith. In the flyweight, Tim Elliott picked up the decision against Tagia Rolenbekov. And then the, the last of the early prelims saw Umar Nurmagomedov stretch his unbeaten record to 14 with uh, the first round sub of Brian Kelleher. Going on to the, the televised prelims, we opened the night with uh, uh, Marina Moroz getting the, the second round sub over Maria Agapova. Then we had um, Nikola Nergamarenu getting the decision against Kennedy Zichukwu in the, in the light heavyweight division. We then saw Marina Rodriguez get the decision against Yan Jianang in the women's strawweight. And then we finished the prelims with uh, Jalen Turner picking up the second round KO of Jamie Malarkey. So going into the main card and we uh, five fights on this main card. And we start with um, sworn enemy of five rounds, uh, wife beater extraordinaire Greg Hardy um, taking on Sergey Spivak. Um, Greg Hardy had to cut twenty six pounds, I believe, in the last two days of uh, of this uh, of the the lead up to the fight. Um, looked in terrible, terrible shape. And this that is not the 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 Greg Hardy hater in me saying that he absolutely did look in in very, very bad shape. Um started off quite quite active though, throwing uh, big, big haymakers. Didn't quite land a lot of them though. Uh but in terms of um shots landed, the the majority of them were, were coming from Sergey Spivak. He was able to quickly tie up uh, Greg Harder um, up against the uh, the cage. Ends up with a big, big hip toss, uh, landing uh, Greg clear on his uh, on his back. Um, Greg had to had to really kind of scramble, and, and we've seen how how rudimental 
Greg's ground game is um, and uh, Sergio basically knew he had the opportunity to to finish this fight off uh, Spivak gets into hard guard, uh, half guard uh, Greg actually is doing a, uh, a really good job of r- the wrist control uh, gets back to the fence gets onto his feet uh, Spivak um, ends up re-slamming uh, Greg Harder gets him down back twice uh, ends up in mount position uh, starts just teeing off on Greg Harder, uh, punch after punch, and Greg is absolutely KO'd. Uh, the the ref, um, Mark Goddard, calls it off, uh, and after the fight, Greg Harder, looking incredibly confused, almost tries to wrestle the referee until he realises that... Uh, that he's he's done um yeah big win for Sergey Spivak um great great win in terms of uh getting his uh his props from five rounds and hopefully this is the end of the ridiculous Greg Hardy story yeah I'm aware he's a huge name in terms of uh American football and a, a big kind of a um I suppose um, controversial figure and controversy creates cash and uh, and all that, but yeah, it's uh it's time to end this ridiculous uh ridiculous story with Greg Hardy and, and and cut him because one, he's a dickhead and two, he's just not good enough for for the UFC. So next we go into the welterweight division. Kevin Holland taking on Cowboy Alex Oliveira. Um, this uh. This had all the makings to be fat of the night. These two have uh, absolutely amazing styles, uh, high energy, high octane uh, output. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't last long enough. Um, Kevin Holland uh, really, really st- uh, started dominating after uh, a quick kind of setup with uh, leg kicks from both guys. Uh, Oliveira was able to catch a, a, a Kevin Holland kick which uh, makes Kevin fall backwards, but he gets back up, uh, takes a right hand for his trouble, um, but then uh, Oliveira is able to catch more more of, a, of a Kevin Holland's kicks, uh, lands uh, some overhand rats, uh, gets the sweep. Uh, Kevin goes for a, an attempt at a leg lock, uh, but instead of uh, using it to sink in the, the submission, he used it to uh, as a route to escape. Uh, but um, uh, Oliveira quickly slams him back down to the floor. Uh, still not keeping uh, keeping um, Kevin Holland uh, down, but he, he pops straight back up and, and rocks uh, um, Alex Oliveira with a huge shot. Uh, makes Oliveira uh, almost fall backwards, but um, out of kind of almost muscle memory, uh, Alex is throwing big shots back. One that, that lands and, and wobbles uh, Kevin Holland, so... Um, both both guys really kind of hitting each other with everything that they could in this in this first round. Um, we see Oliveira once he's once he's kind of uh, regained his faculties, he's able to land a, a couple more and uh, leg kicks. Whereas uh, Kevin tries to focus more on, on the body, uh, landing some big sh- uh, big shots to to the rib cage. Um, we see Kevin Holland's uh, miss on a on a strike, and which gives. Um, Alex Oliveira the opportunity to to get uh, on the back. We see uh, ball fighters rolling on the floor. Uh, Oliveira locks in um, a rear naked choke, uh, but it's not in tight enough. And uh, Kevin Holland ends the round, giving two big thumbs up to the to the the crowd uh, as the as the claxon goes. 
but going into into uh, the the second round, and it's a totally different thing. We see a little bit of an exchange, and and then Kevin Holland just absolutely drops Alex Oliveira. Alex Oliveira uh, bounces backwards off the cage. Uh, Holland follows in, just absolutely destroys uh, Alex Oliveira's face with punches and elbows. Uh, Chris Tonyoni for me let it go a little bit too long, but eventually he does dive in. Um, what a comeback after that first round! Uh, the crowd was absolutely wild for this. Uh, great, great finish for for Kevin Holder. Massive, massive fan favorite. So going into the middle of the card, we had uh, Edson Barbosa and Brass Mitchell meeting in the featherweight division, uh, and this fight is it follows very similar lines to the 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 core main event and the main event it's very much a, a, a massive clash of styles uh where one particular style uh absolutely wins out um and it, it's it's pretty pointless and time wasted as opposed to go over this far uh round for round because what happens in the first round is essentially what happens in in the in the second and third that uh that um Barbosa wants to fight on the feet, uh, but whenever he's uh, he's able to, uh, Bryce Mitchell just takes Edson Barbosa down, and and it happens pretty much at will. Uh, the amount of uh, time that um, that uh, Edson Barbosa spent defending uh, on the ground on his back whilst uh, Mitchell was was going for sub- submissions and hitting him with a uh, with those kind of uh teaser aching shots it was it was so much time spent on the ground um and because of brass mitchell's elite level wrestling um he was able to work enough um whilst um edson was avoiding the the submissions he was able to work enough that um the uh the the referee mark smith had no real reason to 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 stop the fighters from 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 fighting on the ground, um, and it 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 was just fifteen fifteen minutes or so of uh, Edson Barbosa being just totally totally dominated on on the ground, and you could see how frustrated he was getting. Um, he had little spurts where he would push away and able to um, get back to his feet, but it's it's for seconds at a time, and then as soon as as soon as he's back, uh, Brass Mitchell taking him straight back down again. Uh, it got to the point in the the third round where he, uh, Brass Mitchell was so so dominant that um, a couple of the judges gave it um, gave it as a ten eight round because Brass was. Uh, was just absolutely swarming Edson Barbosa. Didn't really do a lot to um, where you would say that it was close to a finish, I suppose. Uh, there was a point where uh, Barbosa tried to get a, um, a, the leg lock for, from Mitchell, which didn't work. Um, Mitchell did try to get the, the gift wrap and, and, and start kind of uh, grounding and pounding. Um, but nothing that you would say that uh, Edson Barbosa was close to being finished, but just absolutely dominated on the floor. Uh, a really big, big win for for uh, Bryce Mitchell, and yeah, just I've, I haven't seen Edson Barbosa be so brutalized uh, before. It's such a a jarring thing to watch. 
So going into the co-main event, and uh, there's a quite a bit of backstory to this one. So first of all, this was um, Rafael Dos Anjos. He was meant to be taking on Rafael Fiziev, a fight that was actually meant to take place on its uh, own headline card a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but illness and injuries meant that it got pushed back a little bit. Uh, it was then put in this uh, co-main event spot. Unfortunately, um, with about a week before the fight, uh, Fiziev uh, wasn't able to fight. Uh, I think he's uh, one of his teammates had COVID or something like that. Um, apparently, Islam Makachev uh, asked for the fight, even though he fought last week. Um, but when it push comes to shove uh, and take these uh, these rumours with a, a shot of penicillin because of the guy who they're coming from. Uh, Dana says that um, Islam refused the fight, even though it was Islam who, who put his name out there in the first place. Um, and it eventually fell to Renato Moicano, who took the fight with about four days' notice. So instead of being a, a, a lightweight fight, this ended up being a, a fight at, at catchweight, 160 pounds. Uh, so first of all, props to Renato uh, Moicano for, for taking this fight on short, short notice. Um, and props to uh, Dos Anjos for um, taking a fight with a totally different style of fighter than, than Fiziev. Uh, Fiziev, obviously, way more ground uh, game-based than, than Moicano is. Um, but getting into the fight, it's, again, kind of like the, the Barbosa uh, and Bryce Mitchell fight. These rounds really kind of meld into one uh for some reason this is a five round fight uh because it was uh meant to be a main event so because uh dos Anjos had trained for five rounds it stuck to a five round fight uh but yeah for uh, the first three rounds uh, it was pretty much exactly like the the mitchell uh and Barbosa fight where uh dos Anjos spent the majority of the fight in top position on the floor wrestling and and uh going for submissions on Renato uh, Mercano uh the the difference is that when in the few um minutes that they were on on the feet um Dos Anjos is was also landing some really good shots uh Mercano, it felt like he was almost he was in the position of, of just being a filler, uh, really not offering much in terms of uh, of his own offence, um, being tucked down at will almost. Um, going into the the end of the third round, um, the referee was uh, Mark Goddard uh, was very very close to to stopping this before it even come to the fourth round because of uh, the damage done from uh, Dos Anjos's top uh, top control and uh, control uh, whilst Moicano um, was on the ground with the elbows and the punches. His left eye was was a mess. Uh, the doctor comes in on the, the, the beginning of the fourth round, uh, does a physical check, uh, sees that the eye still, he can still see out of it. Um... Mark Goddard lets it go in the in the fourth round. We see a lot of the the same kind of thing. Dos uh, Anjos targeting that eye on purpose because it's 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 a weak point now. Uh, goes back to the to the ground. Attempts at guillotines. Attempts at uh, submissions. Still landing big big shots to that eye. Blood spurting all over the place. Uh, going absolutely everywhere. Mark Goddard. Um, props to him and props to all the the uh, the referees. 
in this uh, in this this week. They get a lot of sticks sometimes, but uh, I don't think there was many bad calls all the way through this card. Uh, but yeah, Morikano um, is able to survive that round um, by more by um, luck than, than judgment. Um, and again, uh, Mark Goddard uh, he spends a long, long time after the round talking to the doctor, gets him to examine Morikano again, does the R physical stuff again, uh, and he asks the doctor, is this this far? Should it be stopped? And the doctor said, "Well, there's certainly grounds for for stopping it, but I will say that the his his eye is is working. He's able to see out of it. So Mark does something that you don't really see a lot in uh, in UFC. He actually gives uh, Moicano. He says, "You've got 30 seconds. To show me that you've got some offense to offer in this fight, or else I'm I'm just going to stop it." Um. Anyway, the the fight uh, continues, and and Moicano actually starts pretty brightly in in this uh, this round, landing some some decent shots. There's a, a even a point where he uh, he rocks um, um, Rafael dos Santos, and Rafael also rocks him, and we see a lot more stand up game in this. Um, but eventually, it does go back down to the ground again. Dos Santos with that with that wrestling uh, background is able to to take it take him down. Uh, Moicano does get back to his feet, and we we end the the fight with just absolutely massive shots from both guys to the point where Moicano damn near got the the knockout with a with a, um, um some big big haymakers. Um, one last shoot from from Dos Anjos uh, ends the ends the bell, and yeah, uh, Dos Anjos gets a very very dominant decision victory. Um, pretty much every judge giving uh, multiple ten uh, eight rounds to uh, to Rafael Dos Anjos in this fight, uh, and like I said, props to Renato Moicano for stepping up uh, to take the fight, but. I would have really preferred to see uh, Islam versus uh, RDA in this fight, especially after all the history and the the cancel fights between the guys. It seems that that would have been maybe the uh, the fight to make. But them's the breaks, I suppose. So let's get into this main event: the the absolute blood feud between former best friends and now mortal enemies, uh, Jorge Street Jesus uh, Masvidal. Taking on uh, Colby uh, Covington. I mean, like him or love him, um, his his character work sells tickets and he uh, he uh, makes uh, headlines. But what he does do is he backs it up with uh, with very well rounded MMA skills. Um, and they made a massive point on the on the broadcast, and uh, I I find it hard to disagree. That uh, if he wasn't in the era of Kamara Usman, he would be uh, he'd be UFC um, champion. It's as simple and clear as that. He is the second best uh, welterweight in the world today, um, and he's going up against someone who, uh, whilst they've had um, a career renaissance, should we say, with uh, with some of the the highlight uh, uh, finishes and some of the the big profile fights that they've had um he's facing a journeyman let's let's make no bones about it if you look at the record of Jorge Masvidal over the past 
five years, he will win two or three fights on the bounce, then lose two fights on the bounce, uh, and he'll rinse and repeat that all the way through. Unfortunately uh, for him, this time, he was coming into this fight with two losses on the bounce, both to Kamara Usman, uh, and he's added a third one. For the first time in his career, he's lost three fights in a row, which uh, which is definitely going to sting uh, game bread. Uh, but in terms of the fight, again, I'm, I mean, it's sounding almost like a broken record, but but very, very similar to the, the two matches previous where it was uh, a huge styles clash where wrestling takes on striking and wrestling absolutely dominated. Um, we see Masvidal start as he as he tends to do, um, tries his flying knee, uh, ends up totally whiffing it and and going almost for a, for a kick. Uh, and after like the the testing strikes from from Covington, um, we see. Um, Masvidal being tied up against the cage. Um, there's um, uh, a little bit of an eye poke from, from Covington, which isn't spotted by the referee, but ends up getting uh, uh, reprimanded for it at the end of the round. But this is a, a very uh, wrestle-heavy uh, fight all the way through. We see uh, Covington get, finally uh, bully Masvidal down to the floor, um, getting um, into almost a half back slash uh, side control uh but putting uh putting the hooks in uh to go for the rear naked choke and then pulling him up just as um showing that how dominant he is at, at, at wrestling and how he can essentially finish this fight as and when he he, he wants uh once uh, masvidal was on the ground he didn't look comfortable at all. Um, there was one point where he kind of worked his way out of of the 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 rear naked choke position, only for for Covington to uh, to be able to get him back into that position. It's a, a really kind of a just dominant wrestling and dominant control by Colby Covington uh, throughout this fight. And even when it gets in onto um, the ground game, Colby certainly holds his own against Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal hits hard, and there's a, there were a couple of times uh, later on in the fight where um, Masvidal uh, shocks uh, Colby Covington. And, uh, but all in all, Covington certainly holds his own uh, in terms of the, the striking on, on the feet. But when it comes to the grappling and, and the groundwork, he absolutely dominates Masvidal throughout this fight. And yet again, in, in the second and third, we see Colby get the get the takedowns. Uh, Masvidal doing his very, very best to try and uh, work his way out with some elbows and punches. But once uh, Covington's got those uh, those hands locked, uh, it's it's hard for, for Masvidal to get away from that fence. It's hard for, for him to uh, get out of those uh, positions where... Uh, he where he's threatened with the with the uh, rear naked choke. Um, as I said, um, Masvidal did have some moments of his own. Um, not so much in in those first three rounds. He was very very dominated. But in the in the fourth round, um, he lands a, a big big uh, shot that, that absolutely rocks uh, Corrington. The issue is he doesn't press at all. Um, there's um he then uh, he hits a huge counter which drops Covington down to his knee, but again 
doesn't press and allows Covington to to not only recover but land some big rangy shots of his own and we see uh Colby um almost overstretching to to land some big shots almost like uh over pushing but he lands them and uh it, it kind of takes away that momentum that, that Masvidal had and uh, his team were absolutely going living at him for not pushing the pace once uh, once Corrington's uh, uh, bell was rung. Um, that was arguably his best round and, and, and one judge at least did give him that, that fourth round. But we get back to the fifth round and a lot of the same things uh, as, the, as the first three. Um, Culver is um, able to just smother... Um, uh, Masvidal looking to get the hooks in. Um, Masvidal uh, tries his hardest to defend, but he's just unable to to find a way out of being dominated on the ground. Uh, Masvidal goes uh, to for the spin, tries to uh, to get hold of the the Covington's leg. Uh, Covington just had uh, just he knows what a wrestler is going to do two, three, four moves before he does it and, and he's ready to, to, to switch position. Uh, and when uh, when Masvidal did try and, and kind of counter, Corby's there ready to, to, to switch it up. Goes for a, an attempt at a guillotine, sees it's not quite there, lets it go. Goes for an attempt at a neck crank, sees it, that's not quite there, gives it up, um, ends up with some uh, ground and pound. Um, and as the, as the, the bell goes... We see a little bit of shoving from from Masvidal and and, and Covington. Both guys, are, the blood hasn't been settled. Usually, when we have these UFC fights, the blood does get settled. Uh, the guys shake hands and and hug it out after the fight. It's all banter, uh, but no, this this they were separated by security. About fifty people in the in the octagons uh, between these guys. Uh, Colby doing the crotch grab to to Jorge, Jorge saying uh, he wants to square back up. Um, yeah, um, huge victory for for Colby Covington. Really kind of secures himself as that uh, number one uh, contender be uh, behind champion Usman, uh, but doesn't really do anything in terms of um, putting him back in the title picture because he's already lost to to Usman twice uh, decisively. Um, so I don't see how he gets a, another shot. He did, um, well, I, I think he called out Dustin Poirier. Um, I'm not too sure. He just went on a mad rampage about Louisiana and wives and sauces and things like that. So I'm assuming it's a Dustin Poirier call out. Um, but apart from that, uh, Colby Covington uh, does cement himself as the second best welterweight in in the world. Um, but yeah, essentially that is all for all uh, five main card fights sorted. Um, next week it's back onto a uh, fight night. We're uh, headlined by a uh, light heavyweight bout between uh, number five ranked Tiago Santos against number six ranked Magomed Ankliev. Uh, Ankliev's uh, record is is pretty damn good, sixteen and one. Really looking to push himself in that uh, Jiri Prochaska, um, um Glover to share a level, so maybe uh, the if uh, Anklev can put on a really good performance, he, he could be in the in the conversation for a for a, a tight match. But we've also got Bruce Leroy, uh, Alex Caceres uh, taking on Sadiq Yusuf. 
We've got Song Yudong taking on Marlon Moraes. Uh, we'll see Khalil Roundtree taking on Carl Robertson. So some some pretty big fights uh, for next week's card. It's uh, uh, quite quietly um, a bit of a banger. So yeah, tune into uh, into um, five rounds for that next week. Uh, but essentially, that is all from me uh, for today. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Podfather Megs. You can follow uh, Carlos at Kevin underscore Carlos. Follow this show at Five Rounds Pod. Uh, definitely go and check out some of the uh, the amazing content from the networks that we are so proud and humbled to be a part of. That's at Radio Techers. That's at Visionaries Global Media. And that's right here at The Chair Shop. Um, thank you all for listening. And that is the end.